Praise God. We have to get your smile. And uh, we had a professor in, in Bible college. I remember he says um, he was the driest, most boring uh, professor. You could barely understand what he said. I mean, he taught, he didn't move his mouth. He just something like this here. But he, was our, he taught speech. And, uh, <laughs> and he, I never seen him even smile. But he says, the secret to a good lecture, a good sermon, is you've got to get them to laugh. And while you've got them laughing, you spoon-feed them the truth. And uh, we laughed a lot about his style of teaching and all, and that he was so not funny. But hopefully you got a smile on your face, and we can spoon-feed you some truth about prosperity by God's design. We're going to pick up on that series, Prosperity by God's Design, and uh, we're going to look tonight specifically at God, how He set the pattern. He set the pattern for us to go by. So I want us to get a good theology of prosperity by God's design because let me tell you what, the enemy has, he's a thief. You know, Satan, he has come but to kill, steal, and destroy. He has stole, he has stole so much money from you. I'm telling you, he has stole so much money from you. You said, when and how did he do it? Because you didn't have the theology to exercise your faith to contend for it. He took it away. There's stuff you're supposed to have right now you don't have because you didn't have the faith to appropriate it. And that's not just, that's not just a prosperity from God. That's everything provided in the atonement of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are things that we miss out on. You go to a church that teaches on, on salvation, you'll see people getting saved. You, you see them teaching about uh, necessity of being baptized, you'll see people getting baptized. And that's it. But you go to a church that teaches that and adds to it that God is still a healing God and he, they teach the scriptures on healing, you'll see people getting healed. Yeah, it's exactly what happens. You see people go to a church and they add to that that God is a God that delivers us from infirmities and also from spirits that come in and try to control us. You'll see people getting delivered. And then if you go to a church that teaches the whole gospel and they add in the prosperity, God's design, not the world's design. We've talked so extensively about that in this series. That, uh, but God's way of prospering us and the atonement of that which Jesus has provided for us, uh, by, you know, that, that through the atonement we can appropriate the blessings of God in our life. We can take hold and bring them into our life. But if you don't have the proper teaching on that, you won't have the faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we need to hear the Word of God. It didn't say faith comes by just hearing. we got to hear the Word of God on it. So that's what this, this, this whole series is about, is let's see what God's Word says about what God thinks about prosperity. So that's why we want prosperity by God's design. Uh, we were looking at 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. What a powerful scripture. I love this. For you know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, yet for your sakes... He became poor that you through his poverty might become rich. That Jesus came here as part of the atoning work that he came here to this earth to reverse the curse and those that would place faith in him was to bring prosperity into your life. And that's Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Man, we've worked those two verses to, uh, to pieces because they're so necessary. Uh, he redeemed us from the curse of the law. He redeemed us from the, the curse of the law says you violate, uh, and you violate in any way. Curses come on you. Poverty comes up, which is part of the poverty. But Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it, it is written, curse is he who hangs on a tree. So he hangs on a tree to fulfill that Deuteronomy uh, uh, legal clause that said, curse comes on someone who hangs on a tree. So Jesus, still without sinning, was able to take our curse upon him by hanging on the tree. 
and he got it off of us so that what he could do? Get the blessing on you. The blessing of Abraham. Even us Gentiles, he wanted to get the blessing on us. I'm trying to get the blessing on you. I'm just doing what Jesus wants done. I'm trying to help you get the blessing. I'm trying to help you take up the blessing. I'm trying to help you get faith to receive and appropriate the, what he has provided by uh, his atoning work for us so that you can walk in the blessings of God. Somebody say amen. amen. Help me out here. In Proverbs 10 and 22, he tells us in the Scriptures there that the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. How many of you want the blessing of the Lord? I just say it right now. I receive the blessing of the Lord. I, I, I walk in the blessing of the Lord. I talk the blessing of the Lord. I think the blessing of the Lord. I sleep and dream about the blessing of the Lord because I uh, receive what God has for me. For the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds with it no sorrow. In other words, you can get rich the world's way with the spirit of greed and pride and poverty. And let me tell you what, sorrow comes with that. But there is a prosperity by God's design that does not bring sorrow with it. Somebody say, that's the prosperity I want. Amen. So we've got to understand what Jesus was talking about where he says mammon and money are not the same thing. For it is the love of money that is the root of all kinds of evil. So we don't want to fall in love with money. We want to fall in love with our God. And part of the covenant blessing we have with our God is he's going to take care of us so we can seek first his kingdom and his, uh, his righteousness. And he's adding everything that's going to be needed into our life and to overflow so that we can establish his covenant. That's why we don't forget Deuteronomy 8 and 18. Don't you forget it. Put a post-it note on your forehead if you have to. You shall remember the Lord your God. You don't get your eyes off of Him. You don't get it on money. You don't get it on contracts. You don't get it on employers. You don't get it on institutions. You don't get it on the government. You keep your eyes on the Lord, for it is He who gives you the power to get well. And He does it for a purpose, that He may establish His covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is to this day. He has a covenant he wants established in this earth and he wants to do it in and through us. Somebody say, I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing. Okay, praise God. So Hebrews 11 and uh, 6. So God, I just want to just kind of reemphasize that, that God has a plan and he wants you to be a part of the plan. He's not going to change his plan for your plan. He's asking you to make your plans line up with his plans. So uh, our words can't change our circumstances and circumstances, um, our words, limited just our words can't change our circumstances and our circumstances can't change the word of God, but the word of God through our words can change our circumstances. So we got to learn to line up our tongue with our theology and then exercise it by faith. Hallelujah. Now, I, I wanted to uh, uh, subtitle this one that tonight that God has set the pattern. God has set the pattern, and he, that pattern is He is a giver. God is a giver. We need to just take some more time and thank God for being a giver. Because hey, if He were not a giver, all of us would have been left out in the cold. All of us would be on our way to hell. None of us would even be here today had God not been giving us and given to us and given to us. So that's a very important fact that we need to know about God and, and even about money, that God is not holding out on you. That is not his nature. You say, well, God's just wanting me poor. Let me tell you what, that's not his nature. In fact, our Heavenly Father's disposition is to give to us. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder or he rewards those who earnestly seek him. 
Now, he's a rewarder of those who seek him, a rewarder of those. When you operate in faith, you're going to get reward. God says, I've set my whole kingdom up to work by faith, and when you work it the way I've set it up, you're going to get the reward. You're going to get the remuneration. That, that, that talks about one who pays. He's going to see to it that you're taken care of. You've got to understand that our God is a rewarder. He is a giver. Hallelujah. And as God is our rewarder, we cannot ever live in fear thinking we're going to starve to death. We're, if we do it God's way, we're going to starve to death. If we do it God's way, we're going under. Let me tell you why. God says, you cannot seek me. He says, without faith, it's impossible to please me. Because anyone... He says, anyone who comes to me must believe. You must believe that I am. I exist. And, and as you pursue my plan, he says, I'm a rewarder of those who earnestly seek me. Hallelujah. So one way or another, God's going to give to you. It's what he does. It's who he is. It's, it's his divine attribute. It's, it's his divine attitude. I just want us to take just a few minutes to get our theology really pumped up with the word of God so our faith can rise. I want your faith to be lifted here tonight so that you can leave here and you can start appropriating, pulling on, and taking advantage of what Jesus was so willing to take stripes upon his back and nails in his hand and his feet and, and, and uh, uh, thorns upon his brow and a beating upon his body and a spear in his side. He was willing to take, take all of this, on that, going to that cross and on that cross, so that he could win for us in the atonement all of these things, but by faith is the only way we can get the reward of them. So I want to just show you God's pattern. John 3, 16 is a good place to start. For God so loved the world that he what? He gave. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God's pattern is he is a giver. For by grace you have been saved through faith and not that of yourselves. For it is the what? Gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Man, when it, was, when it was based on works in the Old Testament, there was an open door for condemnation to come in, and the enemy took advantage of that. But we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Our faith is in Him. His blood has cleansed us, washed us, purified us, and made us available, and made us precious, uh, 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 that we might come into the very throne room of God with boldness. We can come before His throne of grace. It is a gift of God. It is a gift of God. That is his pattern. Matthew 6, 33, seek first my kingdom and, and my righteousness. Jesus is saying, seek first God, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All that stuff, houses and land and food and clothes and all that stuff will be added unto. It's God's pattern to give. He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall we not with him also freely give us all things? Let me tell you what, if he's willing to give you Jesus, his only begotten son, you think he's going to let you starve to death? He thinks he's going to let you live out in the streets? You need to wake up your faith and say, my God has set the pattern. He's a giver. He's made provision for me. I just need faith to take hold of it in the name of Jesus. Luke 11 and 13, if you then be an evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more, he says, 
How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? 2 Peter 1 and 3, as His divine power has given to us what? All things that pertain to life and godliness. He's given you all things that pertain to life. It's provided. It is done. It is in the atonement. We just need to have our faith wake up, our faith be taught, our faith rise up and say, I take hold of it. I claim that which Jesus has provided for me through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and by virtue. Let me tell you what, God promised you His Son and He gave you His Son. You just got to believe it to receive, right? You got to believe and receive. He doesn't force Jesus on anybody. Has He forced Jesus on you or did you have an opportunity to believe that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever should believe? You believe. And when you believe, you receive the, the salvation. You receive eternal life. You receive it. You got to believe it to receive it. God promised us the Holy Spirit and He gave the Holy Spirit to us so you just must need to believe and receive. I know people that don't believe and they don't receive. I don't know what all this is about the Holy Ghost. Well, let me tell you what. I'm telling you I've walked in the power, uh, the lack of power uh, without the Holy Ghost as a Christian and I've walked in the power after the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I'm not the same person. The power of God changes. The power of God is, let me tell you what, I'm not limited to my wisdom and my power, but the power of God flows in and through the wisdom of God. But you got to believe to receive. And he says here, God is willing to give you everything that pertains to life and godliness. And let me tell you what, he has given just as he's promised, but you've got to believe and receive it. You've got to do the same. Exercise your faith. He's not holding anything back. I said he's not holding anything back. I said he's not holding anything back. It's his nature, it's his pattern, it's how he set it up. God is a giver. But if you don't see him as a giver, and you don't understand Him as a giver, you'll never walk in the fullness of what He wants you to have. You will not be able to enjoy the God of no limits. Let me tell you what, with God there are no limits. Oh, that's an exciting way to live. What a powerful way to live. So the real question I ask you tonight, are you a receiver? Are you a receiver? Are you willing to let yourself or the devil or someone else talk you out of this revelation. I'm telling you, there's enough videos out there on the internet and there's enough sour-speaking uh, so-called theologians out there that'll try to talk you out of this very revelation. And I don't know why they want you to live beneath the very provision of God. Maybe the, the enemy has just blinded their eyes. I know some who were blind but now can see. And I pray for those that are blinded. But I'm here to tell you, I don't care what a theologian says and I don't care what degree he may have or she may have behind their name. I'm telling you, I'm going to go by what the Word of God says. I don't have the permission of God to tear one page out of this Bible. I don't have the permission of the Holy Ghost who is the author of this book to mark out some of the, the Scriptures and just say, that doesn't apply, that doesn't apply, that doesn't apply just because it may rock my boat a little. I'm telling you, if my theology don't line up with the theology of God's Word, then I need to do some changing. I need to do some changing. And I've had to do a lot of changing over the years. And I'm always a student. And God can change it. He shows me. If He gives me revelation, I'll come to you first thing and say, look, I was wrong on this. I was wrong. God has shown me where I'm right. But let me tell you what. This here is so cut and He's made it so clear 
throughout the New Testament covenant that he wants you to depend on him for the supernatural supply of your life. And as you operate by faith, that faith without works is dead. There's things that you'll be committed to. You'll be committed to being a man or a woman of integrity. And you'll be committed to the end then some uh, principle where you're asked to do this, but you say, wait a minute, the God, I'm not working for you. I'm working for God. And God always goes overboard, so I'm going overboard. I'll show up early. I'll stay late. If you wanted 10 things done, I'll make sure 11 things are done. Let me tell you what. And then you'll find that you, like Rebecca, will also own the camels and everything they're carrying and everything that that uh, uh, Isaac on becomes yours and you just offered the water of the camels when you were asked for uh, to give drink to uh, the servant that was uh, carrying or walking the camels. Let me tell you why. You just begin to operate in a different way. You, you go and you sh- you're like a light shining. It's, it should be that every institution and every business and corporation and every small business and large business should probably, they would have to not disclose it, but behind closed doors say, we want, we, we know that we can't get into this discrimination issue, but, but to be honest with you, we need Christians working for us. Those Christians, there's something about them. When they give you their word, they keep their word. When they say they're going to be on time, they're on time. They're actually even early. When they say they're going to do a job, they do it, and they do it with excellence. They are just a people of integrity. We want, And why would Christians work that way? Because we're not looking at it. Ah, there's a slave master, and they're trying to take advantage of me, and I'm just going to get by with as much as I can and eke out my living. No, you say, what I do, I do as unto the Lord. I work as unto the Lord because my faith is in him I'm seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness and he's going to bring promotion and he's going to bring increase and he's going to bring uh, uh, opportunities that no man would have ever thought of because I'm serving the Lord and when you serve the Lord that way you find that the blessings of the Lord chase you down they chase you down hallelujah so we're not talking about a divine a welfare program where we just by faith sit in a recliner and say, I believe, I believe. If you really believe, even as a Christian, you believe, then what are you going to do? You're going to be the light of the world. You're going to let your light shine. You're going to tell others. You're going to share the gospel, which has the power of God unto salvation with others. You're going to live the Christian life. You're not just going to sit back and say, okay, now rapture me up, Jesus. Rapture me up. I'm saved. I believe. I receive. I've got my sins forgiven. No, you got a life to live. You, you're going to live it for the Lord. Well, the same is true with our, with our finances. When we know that God is blessing us and giving us all His provision, He says we got to believe and receive, but faith without works is dead. we got to roll up our sleeves and be the, be the light and the salt of the earth in the marketplace. The marketplace needs you. Boy, you are getting quiet on me. I'm going to preach this until we see a shift. Because I'm telling you, I, I've, I have businesses, and one of them is, you know, the Shepherd's Guide, the America's uh, largest Christian uh, business directory. Actually, it's, it's the world's largest. Nothing even competes with them in a global uh, manner. It's just amazing what God has done. But what I hear too often, I've heard Christian business owners say, I don't want to be promoted as a Christian. And I say, why? Because Christians have taken advantage of folks so much that it already puts me at a disadvantage. I don't want nobody to know I'm a Christian. I don't put a fish on my ads. I don't put a fish on my my logo, nothing. I don't want anybody to know I'm a Christian. Now that is not right. 
It should be just the opposite. It should be just the opposite. Where secular society says, if you want something done with integrity and honor and honesty, and you want something done right, you go find one of those Christians. You find one of those Christians because they answer to a higher power. Now, they may not even believe in your higher power, but they'll say it. They answer to a higher power. They, they feel like if they cheat me, they're cheating God and that God sees everything. So I don't even have to put cameras in all of the cubicles because their God's watching them. Oh, give me a Christian. I want that to be the testimony I hear in the marketplace. And how does that happen? we got to believe that we are participating with this divine covenant of God in this covenant of blessing that he has for us. And let me tell you what, why do I push on this so? Because I've, I've read the word, I've heard the heart of God. God needs you to prosper. That's why I push this. God needs you to prosper. The devil's been telling you God's been holding back from you. The devil is a liar. It's all he can do. God needs you to prosper. Whatever you're trusting God for, if you're believing him for something he said is yours, then who could possibly stop him from giving it to you? Yes, I said God needs you to be wealthy. You need to hear that. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. I'll tell you why. He needs you to be wealthy. He needs you to walk in his blessings because in part, he needs you to help make up for those in the body of Christ who cannot conceive in their wildest imagination that their finances are for reasons bigger than just a house and a car. That's what it's all about, a house and a car and a refrigerator payment and maybe some new clothes to try and keep up with the Joneses. That's all they can see. And that's sad. But let me tell you what, the most part of why God needs you to prosper is Deuteronomy 8 and 18. Don't forget it. It is the greatest reason God doesn't want you broke another day of your life. Your financial stability is particularly valuable to God. And the reason why is he says, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you this supernatural power to get wealth. So that he has a reason for it, that he can establish his covenant. He swore this to our fathers in the day. This is part of that Abrahamic covenant. He swore it and he wants it established. He is a God of his word. And that's why he needs you and desires for you. And he keeps pushing me by his Holy Ghost to preach on a subject matter that the devil says, if you preach about it, they'll stop coming. You talk about money, they'll stop coming. And I said, devil, shut up, shut up. I'm going to preach the word of God. The covenant of God is at stake here. He needs you at Psalms 23 and 5, a cup running over. He needs this thing to go beyond your house and your car and your clothes. He got a covenant he wants to establish in this world. Hallelujah. I am telling you, that's right. You are God's banker in the natural realm. Just like we are the body of Christ, Jesus his, in his physical body is now ascended unto heaven, but he has filled us with the Holy Ghost and called us and building us as a church to be the body of Christ. We now are the hands and the feet and the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ full of the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you what, in the same way he needs us in the natural realm of finances to be his bankers here on this earth whatever aspect of the gospel or whatever aspect of the vision God needs to get over to people, He's looking to you and He's looking to me for it. 
He wants us to finance the advancement of His kingdom where finances is needed. See, God works in and through people. That's how He's chosen to work. And this, is, and this is why God has chosen this system on the earth that is working through us. We must make ourselves available. Stop thinking with such a limited mindset that, oh, I'm going to get blessed just so I can have an easy life. The easy life, you take a, a garden hose and if you let water flow through it, the garden hose gets all the water it needs. But it's really no good if it's not spilling out the other end. And but now, just because it's spilling out on the other end and bringing life where it goes, doesn't dry up the hose. You got to know that if God can get it through me, He's going to get it to me. I have to become a part of the plan of God of establishing His covenant, not only with the message of the gospel, not only with the love of God, not only with the healing power of God, not only with the anointing of God, but also with the resources of God. He wants to get resources to you that they might flow through you. He cannot afford for you to be broke, busted, and disgusted. He can't afford for you to be that way. He cannot afford for you to be living from paycheck to paycheck. The kingdom needs you. He cannot afford for you to be uh, praying under pressure. Oh God, how am I going to pay for this? Oh God, how am I going to pay for that? He needs you freed up from that. He needs you asking Him, where do you want me to sow this excess, God? Where do you want me to put it? God, it's flowing through. Where do you want the garden hose of water next? Lord God, you're just flowing it in me and through me. Show me who needs the money. Where does it need to go to establish your kingdom? God didn't tell Abraham, look, I've blessed you. Now go about your business. He didn't say that. Hey, no, sir. The heart of God's covenant with Abraham was this. He said, I'm about to empower you to prosper so much so that you will become a blessing to every nation and every tribe of people on the face of the earth. That's the heart of God. God says, I've got, I've got so much blessing. It can change the very culture of the nations of the world and the tribes that cover the earth. But i got to get it through you, Abraham. You don't get blessed just to go about your merry way. you got to get connected by faith and say, I'm a part of the conduit of heaven. Do you know? Do you believe? Do you trust God that, that, that He can provide that much? Amen. Amen. I am by faith asking God to use this church to be a conduit of greater impact and greater advancement for the kingdom of God than ever before going into 2019. Some people say, oh, well, we've got, we've got to pay off this building. Let me tell you what, we are going to pay off this building. This building is going to get paid off, but there's going to, we're, not, we're not limited to just a number to just barely make it. We're tapping into the supernatural supply of God. God's going to have men and women coming and saying, I don't know why, but I'm supposed to give this to cancel the debt. I'm supposed to give this to establish. And they don't know why. They may not even know why, but we know why. Because we are making ourselves a, a bigger conduit for greater outflow, inflow and outflow of the, of the resources of heaven flowing through this church into this earth to establish, to establish His covenant. Amen. Satan knows this, and let me tell you what. 
That's why I believe he's so fought us strategically over wealth. Every one of us probably got our stories of the challenges we've had in our wealth. Some of you may be in the middle of a warfare right now. Rejoice, rejoice. Why is he fighting you so hard? He's fighting you so hard because he's afraid that if you'll get this message and you'll rise up and start walking in the power of faith, you're going to be used in a greater impact than, than ever before. And the devil's fighting you. He's fighting you. He's trying to keep you uh, out of that flow. But you got to know this. God's a rewarder. He's a giver. That's who he is. He has set the pattern. Proverbs 3, 4 and following says, And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't you lean on your own understanding. and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. I, I just know that. As I declare that for this church, the paths of this church are going to be directed. The steps of this church are going to be directed by the Holy Spirit. He's going to lead us into becoming that greater conduit for the establishment of his covenant and, and to reaching nations and tribes around the earth. Hallelujah. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It, is with, it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Take God at his word. I take him at his word. And I found out when I take him at his word, he's a God of his word. He is a God of integrity. If he says it, he'll do it. He says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions. Do you see it right there? And with the first fruits of all your increase, not just what's coming, but he wants you to honor him with what you have. You are the conduit of what God, you are the, the very one, the trustee of, of, of what you have for the Lord. He wants you to honor him with your possessions and the first fruit of all your increase. And he goes on and say in verse 10, the reason why is so that your barns will be filled with plenty. And your vats will overflow with new wine. Not that rotting, decaying stuff that kills the body, but new, fresh fruit of the vine coming right in. It's always fresh. You say, but there's only certain seasons. That's in the natural realm. We're tapping into the supernatural realm. That means the economy can go down and God can still bless you. That means it may be a season of famine, but you can sow in the season of famine and, and, and receive a, an increase of a hundredfold like I, I, uh, Isaac did in that day. Let me tell you what, we're not limited to the lid of this earth. We're not limited to the economy of this world. This takes us beyond that. And we're now walking in favor and in faith with our God who can speak this whole world into existence and He can give us whatever we need. Psalms 37, 5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him and He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of Him who prospers in His way, because the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off, but they that wait on the Lord, they shall what? Inherit the earth. They shall inherit the earth. So the ultimate inheritance is the nations. That's what God wants to covenant established here on this earth so that the peoples of the earth uh, might be able to be impacted by the Word of God. Go to that next slide. Here's the people of the earth. He, we are blessed to be a blessing to establish God's covenant of love around the world for God so loved the world. 
Let me tell you what, it's so much more than just the, the uh, natural side. We're talking about a supernatural. It's not just a temporary. We're talking about the eternal. Eternity. Eternity is at stake in this. And you and I are chosen by God given His Word and given His Spirit, that we can respond to it, that we can be partners in the covenant of God being established here on this earth. Hallelujah. The peoples of the earth. God, let me tell you what, religion has blinded us from seeing this reality. Religion has engaged in heated debates over wealth and many don't believe that that 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold thing in the Bible, they don't even believe that pertains to money. In Mark 4 and 20, they just said, no, I don't believe it. They, but let me tell you what, the Word of God says these, uh, these are the ones that are sown on good ground, those who hear the Word, accept it, and bear it. I'm preaching you the Word. Will you hear it? But if you not only got to hear it, you got to believe it. you got to accept it. Then it's going to bear fruit, 30-fold, 60, and some 100-fold. And my friend, I'm here to tell you that our God is interested in something far greater than a 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold when it comes to your finances. I know that's what the Word says here, uh, but let me tell you what, in fact, I can show you in Scripture where He talks about a thousand-fold, a thousand times. Deuteronomy 1-1-1, you can remember that one, right? May the Lord, the Lord, the God of your fathers increase you a thousand-fold more than you are and bless you just as he has promised you. Hallelujah. So you can say, wait a minute, I'll be the 30, I'll be the 60, I'll be the 100. Some of you say, I'm going to be a thousand. Lord, let the thousandfold blessing. See, God's just basically saying, don't put a lid on me. God's saying, with my exponential, don't you put a lid on me. You can put 20. He says, one can put a thousand, two can put 10,000 to flight. Remember he said that in the scripture? Well, we did that exponential and I had a mathematician do it and got up to 20. When you get to 20, you're already up to 10 septillion. And the mathematician told me I can't go any higher than that there's no need for you mind your mind can't even think about numbers like that I think God was trying to tell us don't you put a limit on me if you need a quadrillion dollars I can create a quadrillion dollars whatever it takes don't you worry about it you just be a part by faith of establishing my covenant and you let that be your declaration and let that be the sign of how you live your life and he says I'm watching you I'm watching you wow Jesus watched everybody putting their offering in Jesus was watching. I've never had the nerve to do that. I know the ushers have to watch you because they're just going by, but I've never had the nerve to just sit here when it's time to give and watch you, but Jesus did. You remember? And there was a widow came, and she put in a widow's mind, all she had. And he said she, they'd given just to be seen, and they'd given out of their excess. She gave everything. She gave more. She gave everything she's got. He looks at what we're doing with money. And he's given us his principle that he says if we violate, we are a thief. Isn't that what he says? You've robbed me. God, how have we robbed you in the tithes and the offering? God, I mean, what if a pastor got up here and says, you know, there's a bunch of thieves in this church. Folks would get mad. They'd have a committee meeting. And how are we going to oust him and get rid of him? Talking to us like that. But God talks like that. Why? Because he, he wants you to partner. He said, the only place in the scripture you can try me, test me. The only place. Why? Because he, want, he needs you to prosper. He doesn't need your money. He needs you to connect and participate in the divine flow of the supernatural provision of God so that he can establish his covenant on this earth as he swore unto the, our fathers. He, he needs you 
So it's the only place in all of the Bible, 66 books, he says, test me in this. Test me in this. Wow. Wow. I can't, I don't have a, I can't afford to tithe. Are you nuts? You can't afford not to tithe. You're saying I can't afford to tap into the supernatural supply where God speaks to hearts of men and people and just, oh my goodness, it just... It le words leave me. It's just so amazing how God has set this thing up. But God is limited to blessing your life to the capacity that you're able to receive. And your capacity to receive is dictated by how you work your faith. Your faith, you working your faith is not in any way uh, faith, but it's a sign that you have faith. The working is not faith. The giving is not faith. But the giving because you have faith. Man, I've given my way out of a lot of holes. I've given my way out of a whole lot of challenges. And God is never... See, I saw the right hand of God. Nobody can tell me that there is no God. I don't care what argument they come up with. There's no way. I was 17 on my way to death and a hand came the roof, through the roof of my car, took hold of the steering wheel and would not let me commit suicide. I saw it was a right hand. Isaiah 41 and 10, two weeks later, was preached to me. The right hand of God, which is mighty to save. Nobody's going to talk me out of there's a God. There's no evolutionary theory. There's no philosophy in all the world is going to sway me on that. I've seen the hand of God. And since then, I came into a relationship with Him through His Son, Jesus Christ, and got filled with His Holy Ghost, and my life has never been the same. It is amazing. Hallelujah. But in the same way, I have also seen the provision of God supernatural and nobody's going to talk me out of this. You can tell me you can't afford it and I'll argue with you until you lose your voice and I'll keep my voice because I know my God is not a God that He will lie. He's not a man that He can lie and what He says He's going to do, He's going to do it. You just got to hold Him to it. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. Lord, I know that's why you called me to preach this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You see, I'm not up here promising you a mansion and I'm not promising you a Learjet if you'll give in to my ministry. I, 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 I detest that. I detest that. It is not about a man. It's not about a woman. It's about the covenant of God. It's about the kingdom of God. And if it's not going to establish the kingdom of God, I don't want anything to do with it. I'm seeking first His kingdom. I'm not trying to build up my kingdom. I'm not trying to build up your kingdom. And we sure don't need to be trying to build up a kingdom here. Okay? We need to be ambassadors. That's why this is an embassy. An embassy is where the ambassadors come together and they get their instruction and they get their assignments and they go out and they make a difference in the world and in the country that they're representing. We are foreigners in this land. We don't need our own kingdom here, but the kingdom of God needs to be established here and God needs us to participate in that. I'm here to encourage you that God is a God of unlimited, uh, unlimited ability. He is the most high God. He is not, I've said it a thousand times, they'll just get me by. He is El Shaddai. 
He is a God of more than enough. He is the almighty, self-sufficient God of more than enough. Somebody say, praise be to His name. Our God can meet all my needs according to His riches and glory. He is my Jehovah Jireh. He is my provider. I will not go down. I will go over. I'm not going under. I will be victorious because He has made me the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. And that's where I stand in and through the atoning work of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If you receive this and you, you will get your cup running over, where you cannot even count the return of your work. You, you can't even count it all. It's because it exponentially starts growing for, the, for, it's for kingdom work. You won't be able to figure it out. Let me tell you, but the Holy Spirit will help you though. You got to lean not on your own understanding. You say, well, how much do I get to keep? How much do I get to keep? You know, just be spirit led. Be, you, you can't take, you know, there's a, a show, Strange Inheritance. Anybody ever seen that? Strange Inheritance? Anybody? Nobody? Okay, two of you. I'm glad. We'll hang out sometime. I have some coffee and watch it. Folks uh, inherit their, from their parents or whatever some strange things. One inherited a zoo that was going under. Uh, somebody in inherited, you know, a box of all these uh, baseball cards that turned out to be worth millions and millions of dollars, and it was just in the attic and that kind of stuff. But, but you know, uh, you got to, you know, th you, you, there's an there's a inheritance that we have but God wants you to be a steward over it. But that show, Jamie, I forget her last name, but when she comes on and goes off, she says, remember, you can't take it with you. So there's the family all trying to sort through what the parents left and figure it out, the, the, the children there trying to figure it out, you know, and it's just proof. You can't take it with you. So you want it to be as effective while you're here giving stewardship over it as a trustee you want it to have it the greatest impact while you're here and that it will continue to have an impact even after you're gone. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm telling you, God is a God. You can't, you can't put a lid on Him. You can, once, you, once you tap into Him by faith, there is no limit. If God gives you vision, He's got provision already figured out for it. Amen? Let me hear, he wants you to live with a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. You know what? He, that's the place God wants you to get to. The place of receiving that. Good measure. Good measure. Somebody needs a press down. Right, let me press it down. Shake it together so it can run over. Hallelujah. To the place where you're receiving exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. You've asked for it. You've thought this. You've, you've thought it out. And you thought that was a big thing. And God says, I won't exceed that. I want to exceed anything you can think. If you can think a gazillion, I want to exceed that. He says. Hallelujah. So what you must do then is work towards increasing your capacity to receive. Yes, divine prosperity is yours. I believe it's biblically and rightfully yours. But with divine prosperity comes divine purpose. You cannot just get the money. The money has a mission. Now, does the garden hose get its resources taken care of first? Yeah. So houses, land, I'll take care of clothes, food, no problem, no problem. But it's not just for us. Amen? Amen? It's not just for us. Your money comes from God, and it comes with, with an assignment on, on it. So if you'll remember, this, this probably needs to be heard. We're not subject to the times that we live in. We're not subject to... Uh, 
the, the world that we live in. When we're dealing in this area, we're not subject to this dominion, this rule, and the control that the world and even uh, Wall Street has. The times are subject to the authority of the Word of God. you got to know that. Whatever, if I'm living in whatever place of the world I'm living in or whatever time I'm living in, when I enter in by faith, that is subject to the authority of the Word of God. That is subject to the blood of Jesus. That is subject to the name of Jesus that is acted upon by a believer and by the Holy Ghost. It is subject to that. We need to know that. That's why Isaac could sow in the season of famine and reap a hundredfold. That is impossible in the natural. But God was giving us an example to show us that if I tell you to sow, and if you'll sow even in a famine, when it looks like you need to be holding on to everything you can hold on to, know that I'm not going to just get it back to you. It's coming a hundredfold. It's going to be a miracle because you're tapping into the miracle flow of how I do things. We are subject to and governed by another economy and another system called the kingdom of God. Oh, help us, God, to to retrain our brains and know that we are a church being built up by Jesus Christ coming against the gates of hell to live in a supernatural realm, to be the conduits of earth, bringing heaven to earth. We are taught to pray, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, God, help us to have our minds renewed, transformed by your word. And know that no matter what is going on, the storms of this world, that we have the secret place. Did you know that? Psalms 27 says, In the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. Psalms 32 and 6 says, Thou art my hiding place. Psalms 31, he says, My times are in your hand you got to know that. I mean, the, the, the children of Israel figured that out. When they were in Egypt and the water turned to blood and, and it was undrinkable, that was so for Egypt, but not God's people. When flies were swarming and infecting the people of the world in that day in Egypt, but that was not true of God's people. When hail and locusts destroyed all the prophets of the world of Egypt, it was not for God's people. When darkness was suffocating the world, uh, there was still light. There was still light in Goshen, the Bible says, for God's people. When the firstborn of everybody in the land had to die, uh, the firstborn of the redeemed of the Lord, uh, the people of God lived. Uh, I'm telling you, we're not, uh, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. But we got to be a people of faith uh, and tap into the supernatural flow of God. Galatians 3 and 9, so then those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham, the believer. So then those who are of faith are blessed, are blessed, are blessed if you are of faith. I'm talking to somebody tonight to say, you know what? I've been carrying my faith around in my back pocket. No, it's not there. Maybe I put it in my front pocket. No, it's not there. I really hadn't used it in so long. I laid it down somewhere. Where did I put my faith? I'm calling some of you to go and sweep the house like the woman who lost that coin. And you say, I got to get my faith back. I got to get my faith back. This is the treasure that I live in. And this is my secret to, to supernatural power. Clark Kent could go in a phone booth and come out as Superman. I'm 
telling you, all I do is get a hold of my faith uh, and I'll make Superman look like a, uh, the he does when kryptonite comes and now he's all weak. My faith is supernatural and my faith will tap into the provision of God and the power of God and the healing mercy of God uh, and the deliverance of God uh, and it's going to set us up to be ahead. It's going to set us up to be above only. It's going to set us up. We bless whichever direction we go in. We're blessed. Abraham told Lot, you go any direction you want. And then Lot said, well, that looks blessed over here in the valley. Abraham really doesn't matter because I'm carrying the blessing. I'm carrying. If I go into this desert, the desert's going to bloom and rivers are going to flow. So Lot went the natural way and ended up with total destruction and Abraham just carried the blessing. Now here he says, if you who are of faith, you are blessed with Abraham the believer. You can walk like Abraham. You can talk like Abraham. You can call things that are not as though they be and they become. It's time for us the church to find our faith even when it comes to finances. Would you stand with me please? I'm going to lead you in a confession. You can confess it or not. It's up to you. I, I'm not going to be upset with you if you don't. If you say, I just don't believe that. Then you just don't believe that. But I'm going to lead you in a confession and I want us to say it together for us who do believe it. And I want us to say it with conviction. I want you to find your faith. I want you to find your faith. And you've got to call things as though they not, as they should be. Let me tell you what, it's time. The Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the darkness of the deep and the chaos of that which was nothingness. And God is, all that is going on. The Holy Spirit's hovering. And then God finally said, let there be light. A word, a word came forth from heaven. And the Holy Spirit acted on it. And immediately there was light. And that light still shines today. It's time, there's chaos over your finances. The Holy Ghost is there ready to bring the power of heaven into the manifest of your home and in your finances. But what you got to do is you got to take hold of the Word of God and you got to declare it. You got to decree it. So I'm going to lead somebody who wants to find your faith into a confession as we close out the night. And then we're going to go out of here walking taller than we've been walking in a long time. And they say, what you're stepping so high? You say, you know what? I'm walking. I'm marching in the royal army of God. I I just feel I just feel redeemed. I feel like I'm going to a whole new plane in the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's say it together. I am not moved by what I see, only by what God reveals. I am not moved by what I hear, only by what God says. I am not subject to the times, only to God's divine plan. I will continue to obey God. I will continue to tithe first. I will continue to give to the work of God. I will continue to sow seeds into the kingdom of God. I will keep walking by faith. I am separated from the curse of lack. I am reconnected to the blessing of Abraham. Say that one again. I am connected to the blessing of Abraham. I am key to God's plan to establish His covenant in this earth among the nations. I am one of God's financial agents, one of His bankers, stewarding His resources in this earth. And I commit myself to such for His glory. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 We're not going to take up an offering if the Lord spoke to you to give. 
I'm telling you what, there's a giving box right outside that door, mounted on the wall securely. You can put it in there. We're not going to try to manipulate. That is not what we do in this house. When we, when we're going to preach against the manipulation. But I know the Spirit of the Lord has probably moved somebody to say, you know what, I want to give into this. I just will start it tonight. I'm not even going to wait till Sunday. And if that's you, you give online or you can give uh, right there. Put, could, could y'all pull up the giving online thing real quick and put that up there because it's got a text number. You can just text it right in. It just makes it so easy. But there's a box right back there. You just obey the Lord. Don't you obey man. You obey the Lord. This is a thing between you and Him. But let me tell you, if you can get hold of this truth, there's never going to be a day of lack ever in your life again. There's going to be increase. The garden hose is going to turn into a fire hydrant hose and it's going to get bigger and bigger because you and I are committed to establishing the kingdom of God. Establishing His covenant. Amen? Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that You, Holy Spirit, would take my fumbling words and so orchestrate them into divine truth in our hearts and in our minds according to Your will. Lord God, that You would bring forth the manifest of Your glory in and through each person's life in such a way, Lord God, that it will be so evident that they're like a, a lighthouse, that the light is shining and affecting the change in this world in such a way. Lord, I know you've given us greater vision for affecting change for your kingdom going into this new year. Huge vision. Huge vision, Lord. And Lord, that just lets me know you're financing it. You've got some bankers you're raising up here even tonight. There's financiers that you're raising up here tonight. There's men and women tapping into your supernatural flow here tonight. And Lord God, as big as this vision is, Lord, it's, I believe it's small compared to what the real vision is. And we're just stepping to the next level. We're just stepping into it. But God, we want to go from glory to glory. And we want to go from faith to faith. And we're, not, we're, we're stepping, leaving a limitation thinking behind us. And we're going into the supernatural realm. We're going to live in the miracle zone. Lord, this is the year we're closing out and going into the year of the miracle zone. Hallelujah. Lord, I just declare it right now. I feel an anointing, a prophecy on me to declare that we're, we're stepping into the year of the miracle zone. Hallelujah. And you're preparing us right now. You're, you're getting us sharpened right now. Our axe is sharpened that it's going to be effective as we begin to, to swing it for the advancement of your kingdom. Hallelujah. Lord God, we're not leaving your word behind. We're saying, God, put your word in our heart and in our mind. Holy Spirit, seal it, seal it in our hearts and our minds that the word would not be stolen, that this word would not be uh, uh, taken by the fowl of the air. But let it find good soil in our hearts tonight, God. A 30, 60, and a hundredfold, even a thousandfold. Yes, Lord, and to you be the glory and to you be the honor. Bless each and every one, Lord God, I pray, as we take your word that has stirred our faith, causing faith to come. I pray we would take our faith out of our pocket. We'd take our faith and we would put it on our wrist like a watch or a ring on our finger to be before us all the, day, uh, all the days of our life. That it's not something we run to just when we're in a crisis, but we become men and women of faith. That we'll walk by faith. We'll talk by faith. We'll make plans by faith. Hallelujah. We'll give by faith. Lord God, we'll love by faith. Lord God, we'll forgive by faith. Lord, just let us wear it every day that we would be known as men and women of faith. 
faith in you, your word, your atonement, Jesus Christ, and your perfect work in and through us. Bless, we pray, as each and every one would go in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to say thank you, Lord. I don't know about you, but I want to say thank God for a preacher that won't come under the pressure of don't talk about money because it may be misunderstood. Man, I need to know what God's Word says about money too. Amen.